Welcome back to another exciting episode of Mr. Cornwell's Corner. All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of Mr. Cornwell's Corner. On today's show, we're going to be discussing the impeachment of Bill Clinton. And I will be joined by Ezra Thompson, one of my students, shortly. But before we get into that, let me give you a little background on the 42nd President of the United States, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is the only president from the state of Arkansas. He went to Georgetown Law School, and while he kind of plays the part of a kind of a bumpkin from the Ozarks politically, he's a very sharp person. He won a Rhodes Scholar to Oxford University, which is very prestigious. Once he gets back to Arkansas, he begins his political career, and he becomes governor of Arkansas. And then in 1992, he's running for president of the United States as a Democrat against the incumbent Republican, George H.W. Bush. And Bill Clinton defeats Bush in 92. Then he runs for re-election in 96 and defeats Bob Dole in 96. So that means Bill Clinton was in office from January 20th, 1993, until January 20th of 2001. So for most of the 1990s, Bill Clinton was president of the United States. Now, what today's podcast is about and what he's probably most famous for is Bill Clinton is only the second president ever to be impeached. If you remember, impeached does not mean removed from office. Impeached means formally accused of criminal wrongdoing. So it's like being charged. Okay, In our government, how it works is the House of Representatives has the sole power to impeach. So all impeachment begin with the House of Representatives. Now, if they decide to move forward with impeachment, the House is done. The process moves on to the Senate. The senators are the jury, and the Chief Justice of the United States presides over the impeachment trial. To be removed from office, you need a two-thirds majority, which today there's 100 senators, so you need 67 or more senators to be removed from office. So that's how the impeachment process works. It involves all three branches of government. So the first president ever to be impeached, if you recall, was President Andrew Johnson following Lincoln's assassination after the Civil War. And Johnson was basically impeached for major differences when it came to Reconstruction. He was a Southern Democrat, and a lot of the Northern Republicans viewed him as an obstacle and kind of in the way, and they impeached him to get him out of office so that, therefore, they could proceed with Reconstruction as they saw fit. But if you recall, Johnson was impeached in 1868, but he missed being removed from office by a grand total of one vote. Bill Clinton, 130 years later, becomes the second president to ever face impeachment. The rest of this podcast, that's kind of where we'll look at the details of his impeachment trial. But before we get into that, one another thing Clinton was famous for was he always went on jogs and runs and try to stay in shape, but everybody knew Bill Clinton had a fondness for fast food. So enjoy this little clip from Saturday Night Live making fun of Bill Clinton in 1992. We'll be right back. All right, that's a quarter pounder with cheese, two fries, and a Coke. All right, boys. Let's stop in here for a second. I'm a little parched from the jog. 
Uh, sir, we've only been jogging for three blocks. Besides, Mrs. Clinton asked us not to let you into any more fast food places. Well, I just want to mingle with the American people, talk with some real folks, maybe get a Diet Coke or something. All right, fine. But please, don't tell Mrs. Clinton. Jim, let me tell you something. There's going to be a whole bunch of things we don't tell Mrs. Clinton. Fast food is the least of our worries, okay, buddy? Oh, my God, it's Bill Clinton! Oh, my God. Hey, hey how you doing? Nice to meet you. How are you? Oh, that's an adorable baby. What's your name, sweetheart? Her name is Shakira. Shakira. That means African princess, doesn't it? Oh, why, yes! <laughs> well, she certainly is beautiful enough to be a princess. Say, so, you gonna finish these fries? Uh, no. You want some? Well, if you're not gonna eat them. Mmm, <laughs> those are good. Well, Shakira, you take good care of your mom now. Hi, how are you? Hello, good to meet you. How you doing? Hi. How we doing over here? Not too shabby. Les Holmgren, Holmgren Hardware. We voted for you, sir. Well, thank you, Les. So you own your own hardware store, huh? Yes, sir. Since 1972. Well, good for you. You know, we want to create a network of community development banks to lend money to small businesses like yourself. I see your boy doesn't like pickles. <laughs> nah, he hates them. You mind? Thanks a lot. Well, good luck to you. I'm going to wake up every morning thinking about you. Thank you, sir. Oops, forgot one. <laughs> Hi, Mr. President. I'm Kevin O'Brien, manager of the store, and I just want to thank you for stopping by again. Well, thank you, Kevin. you got a real American family place here. Is it too late for an egg McMuffin? Well, normally we stop serving breakfast at 11, but for you... Thanks so much. Hey, should I scare up some of them big, greasy sausage patties you like? <laughs> you read my mind. Okay. <laughs> prefer a McLean burger. Or a garden salad would be nice. Uh, Governor Clinton, um, I'm a sophomore in college, and I, I may have to drop out because my parents can't afford the tuition. Speaking of the devil, that's one of those McLean sandwiches, isn't it? Yeah, would you like to try it? <laughs> well, maybe just a bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Well, you know, my National Service Trust Fund would allow every student, like yourself, to... You mind if I wash it down? Oh. <laughs> mm. That really hits the spot. Dear Mr. Clinton, it's your Egg McMuffin. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Hey, do you got any of that sweet and sour sauce, you know, the ones you dip the McNuggets into? For your Egg McMuffin? Or a barbecue sauce, whichever. You, you can use mine. Oh, great. Thank you. Here, just, just pour it right on there. I, I have a question. That's it. Pour, pour it all on. Um, do you favor the uh, decision to send military forces to Somalia? Hmm. That's a good question. Yes, I do. Let me tell you why. See, right now, we're sending food to Somalia. But it's not getting to the people who need it because... It's being intercepted by warlords. <laughs> it's not just us. It's other countries, too. Like, your McNugget is released from Great Britain to Somalia. Intercepted by warlords. <laughs> this guy's filet fish sandwich, aid from Italy, warlords. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how much 
doesn't matter how much food you send. Um, a McDLT, a hot apple pie, it's just gonna end up in the hands of Warlord. Now, what's the... Thank you. Now, with the broad-based international military force, we can make sure that this McRib sandwich gets to the people who need it. See? Come on, Sure. Uh, sir, I think we should probably continue your jog. We've only gone about an eighth of a mile. All right, all right. You guys up for a real run? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Race you to the Pizza Hut! All right, welcome back. My name is Ezra Thompson. You might have heard me before. You just heard a McDonald's commercial, and that's relevant because Bill Clinton actually loved fast food. I'll come back to him later. He'll, he'll have some heart problems. But until then, we, we have some more drama, and that involves Clinton's impeachment. Bill Clinton, you know a little bit about him now. He was the second president to ever be impeached, and he was charged um, based on the accusations of improper use of money from a real estate deal, uh, known as Whitewater. Boring part. That's, it's not anything, to, the good stuff. nothing to get into. But um, the real stuff is the allegations of lying under oath. Uh, he had an improper relationship with a White House intern. She goes by the name of Monica Lewinsky. So, you know, it's interesting how they got, because she's a 21-year-old intern, an intern, somebody that's not paid. So how in the world can a 21-year-old intern get that close to the president? <clears throat> What had happened was the Democrats and Republicans had argued over the budget. And if you remember, Newt Gingrich was Speaker of the House. He's from Georgia. And before he got in politics, he was a history professor at the University of West Georgia in Carrollton. At this point, he's, he's the most powerful Republican in government. He's Speaker of the House while the Democrats are controlling the White House. Basically, it's a showdown over the budget. They don't pass it because the House is the checkbook. And when they don't pass it, government enters a shutdown. So what that means is all the politicians stay, but the paid staffers, the people that do the work for them, the secretaries and whatnot, don't get paid, so they go home, which is how a young intern gets that close to the president okay. in the first place. This happens during the government shutdown, but doesn't become public knowledge until much later. Okay. So Lewinsky, she's an unpaid intern working for the White House, and in April of 1996, she was transferred to the Pentagon. And she met a coworker that goes by the name of Linda Tripp. Miss Tripp, Linda Tripp was much older. They were friends, but it was almost like a mother-daughter type relationship. Yes, and Lewinsky felt that she could talk personally about her experiences in the White House, and this involved the um, sexual encounters with the president. Clinton. Unbeknownst to her, Linda Tripp was recording those conversations. They're mostly over the telephone. Linda Tripp will, she's very, she's very relevant in this. And Clinton and Lewinsky had over a dozen sexual encounters within the White House. That we know of. That we know of. That this is what's, what's been reported. In 1997, the relationship is said to be over. and Between? Between Bill Clinton and Miss Lewinsky. Oh, okay. This, the sexual part of it. Yes, yes. And th this is where she starts talking to Linda Tripp and... Um, give Tripp details about the affair. That December, lawyers 
for Paula Jones. Paula, Paula Jones. Jones. This is a new. Oh, name. you mean Monica wasn't Bill Clinton's first? Oh no, no. Okay, Monica's not the only one. Paula Jones. She worked in Arkansas when. Oh, so this goes back before he's president. This is back when he was governor he was of governor, Arkansas. Governor of and Arkansas. what is Paula Jones claiming? What is she suing him for? She she charges the president, the president of the United States, for sexual harassment charges. While he was governor while of he, Arkansas. While, while he was governor of Arkansas. Gotcha. But, th- but this is later, while he's... He's president now, but the lawsuit's yes. going to make its way through the courts. During this time, uh, the lawyers for Paula Jones decide to subpoena Lewinsky. And this is where things get really interesting. Do you want to tell me what happened in January of 1998? Perjury is lying under oath. Under oath, Monica was forced to testify because she was subpoenaed under the Paula Jones case, she denied having any extramarital, any any sexual affairs with the President of the United States. And this is under oath. Under oath. Oh, why would she Why would she do that? Uh, at the behest of the President, apparently. Oh, okay. Okay? And this, of course, is when it comes to Clinton, and we'll play his famous reaction a little bit later about his reaction at this point. And this is in January of 98 when the story's first starting to break. So she testifies to no sexual relationship. She denies it, says it's just a professional relationship. And that's where it stands in January of 98. That summer, Kenneth Starr was the special prosecutor appointed by the government to investigate this case. He offers full immunity to Monica Lewinsky. And that's when she decides to come clean because she would be immune from any prosecution related to this case this case. August 6, she testifies under oath. It's called a deposition. It's not public, it's private, but it is under oath, so perjury does apply. And then August 17th, President Clinton testifies under oath. How did those testimonies go, Ezra? So Lewinsky, she appears before the grand jury um, with her testimony. President Clinton, he also testified. And contrary to what he said before, which we will play shortly. Which we, which we will play shortly. He did have an extramarital affair with Miss Lewinsky. Although to this day, he claims he never lied about it, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, so let's go ahead and play President Clinton's first reaction. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Miss Lewinsky, I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. So as you can see there, in 1998, January, President Clinton was pretty affirmative. He didn't, he didn't waffle on the issue. He didn't straddle both sides. He comes out and clearly says he did not have sexual relations with that woman. Miss Lewinsky. Exactly. So that was in 98. Now let's hear what uh, he has to say after his deposition in August of that same calendar year. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It constituted a critical lapse in judgment and a personal failure on my part for which I am solely and completely responsible. I misled people, including even my wife. I deeply regret that. Okay, so you just heard Clinton's disposition. Apparently, what's, what's, what changed? Uh, let's see, about seven months of time had changed. But yep. he claims to not have lied. He never have lied. You know how he claims that? It's, it's his own definition of a sexual relationship. According to... To William Jefferson Clinton, 
the 42nd president of the United States. He says he never lied because he said he did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Later, he admits to inappropriate relationship, but according to the 42nd president of the United States, sexual relations is intercourse, and since they never had intercourse, they only engaged in oral sex. Technically, he never lied. Pin drop. He has his own definition. Got to give him props for that. Well, he's a, did I mention he's a pretty good politician? Slick Willie. Yep. That might get him out of trouble with the public's eye, but if I don't know about you, if that was me, I might have some problems with Mrs. Cornwell when I get home. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure he slept on the couch for the rest of his term. Probably still sleeping there. Probably still there. Okay, Ezra, let's leave it right there for right now. Let's go ahead and take another short break. On this short commercial break, this is President or candidate Bill Clinton. He's running for president against George Bush in 1992, and he very famously went on the Arsenio Hall show and played the saxophone while dressed in a suit and tie wearing black sunglasses. So enjoy this clip from the Arsenio Hall show of Bill Clinton playing Heartbreak Hotel. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little clip of candidate Clinton playing the saxophone on the Arsenio Hall show, which was a very popular late night show. His audience was known as the dog pound and his audience tended to be younger. So Bill Clinton was trying to appeal to a younger audience by going on that show. Okay, Ezra, let's pick up where we left off. Okay. So less than a month later on September 9th, Kenneth Starr submitted his report, which included 18 boxes, 18 boxes of supporting documents to the House of Representatives, which was released to the public two days later. Um, the Starr report outlined a case for impeaching Clinton on 11 grounds. This, this includes perjury, obstruction of justice, witness tampering, and abuse of power. And it, exp- um, it includes explicit details of the sexual relationship between the president and Ms. Lewinsky. So was he impeached on 11 charges? 
It was only two charges. Which oh, so they brought 11 originally, but by the time the House is done with the impeachment process, it's down to two. Which two charges again? It's perjury and um, obstruction of justice. Good. And as you remember, he's only the second president ever impeached, mm-hmm. the first being Andrew Johnson, which I already mentioned yeah. um, before the break following the Civil War, which was 130 years ago. So as you can imagine, this becomes quite sensational. So once the House moves forward with impeachment, they're done. The trial takes place in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So what happens in the trial? So um, it moves on to the Senate, which we know that you need a two-thirds vote. for. And there's 100 senators, so that's 67, 67. or more senators must vote to remove from office. Yes, so the Senate votes on whether to remove Clinton. And so by now, this is what, February of 99? Yes, yeah. And remember, he's leaving office anyways in, what, two years, January two years. of 20, 2001. 2000, yeah. Yeah, because his second term will be up, so he's got two years to go. The first charge of perjury gets rejected. 45 Democrats and 10 Republicans vote not guilty. To lying under oath. Mm -hmm. So apparently not only did that statement satisfy Mrs. Clinton (laughs) and the nation, but it also satisfies the Senate as well. Because 45 45 Democrats and 10 Republicans voted not guilty. So 55 out of 100 vote not guilty. So I guess they define sex relations similar to the president. They're politicians. What do you expect? On the charge of obstruction of justice, the Senate was split 50-50. That, is, that's basically using his power to, to stop the investigation. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So he, he fails to, they fail to achieve a majority on both charges, which causes him to be acquitted. So, so he needed 67 votes to be removed. So one was 50-50, so that's 17 votes shy. And the other only 45, so that's 22. So he was, he was impeached, second president ever, for two charges, but not removed from office by a grand total of 17 and 22 votes. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that means he's going to serve out the rest of his term. He vows to. He doesn't resign. He chooses to, He vows to serve out the rest of his term, serve out the rest of his life on the couch, because I, I doubt that Mrs. Clinton is very happy with the affair. But he claims to be profoundly sorry for the burden that his behavior imposed on Congress his family, and the American people. Now, you got to keep in mind, during this time, I was an adult. I was already teaching. Here's what I can tell you. This is just my, my viewpoint of the matter. Most Americans believed he had committed adultery probably several times on his wife, not just with Miss Lewinsky, not just with Paula Jones, but probably more. But I think most people viewed it as it's none of our business as long as he's doing a good job. And by all measures, Clinton was doing a pretty good job. The last time we had a balanced budget, where we didn't add to our national deficit, was under Bill Clinton in the 1990s. The economy was good. He'd cracked down on crime. All in all, I think both sides of the aisle, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, and conservatives, all in all, I think most people looked at this as, who cares? Not so much that he's innocent or guilty. It doesn't affect his job. And as a president, he's not doing a bad job. Even his Republican and conservative opponents would admit he wasn't doing a bad job. So, so I don't think that most people acquitted him or thought he was innocent by any stretch. But they were... The court of public opinion didn't really care as long as he does his job. They weren't concerned about his personal life. Correct. That's between him and Hillary. It's kind of the common theme back in that day, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you for joining Ezra and I for this really in-depth look at Bill Clinton's impeachment, only the second president ever to be impeached in 1998. As we leave you... With a little taste of the 90s, here's the last clip. This is 
Michael Jordan's second three-peat. In 1998, the Bulls won their six of titles in eight years. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time. If they score, there's a game seven. If they don't, for the second straight year, they go out in six. Stockton. Harper's on him. Behind the screen. Harper got a piece of it. It comes off. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and ring that bell so you never miss another episode. See you next time. I am Blaine Jaffe, the voice of the intro and exit for Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Thank you for listening.